This podcast is brought to you by HigherTruths.blogspot.com, where you can find blog posts and other podcasts that explore spiritual topics, that look for unifying themes uniting the world's major religions, and highlight popular spiritual teachings. You can also go to the website to subscribe to the Higher Truths monthly newsletter, HigherTruths.blogspot.com. I explore what it would mean if instead of thinking of heaven or hell existing in the future, we thought of it existing in this present moment. What would this mean for us in our everyday lives? I also talk about duality, what it means to transcend duality, and the ultimate goal of the spiritual life. Hi, this is the Higher Truths Podcast, and this is Tim Wilson. And this podcast is entitled Beyond Heaven and Hell. Um, And what I want to do in this podcast is I want to explore the topics of heaven and hell and how that is, has been approached in religion, or at least uh, the religious upbringing that I've had, and to offer some ideas of how this can these concepts can be adjusted to make them more tangible, more available to us in the present moment. My goal in my spiritual life is to take abstract concepts and things that I've heard through other people or read in a book, and I want to experience, experience them for myself and then draw my own conclusions for them, and something I definitely encourage you to do as well, to um, not take my word for it, but to try these ideas for yourself and, and see how they resonate for you. So typically, heaven is portrayed as a future destination. It's something that exists maybe up in the sky, somewhere very high, or perhaps in another dimension, another plane that we can't access. It's somewhere that we go after we die, and there's a whole theology constructed about how to get to heaven, what we need to do, or what we need to believe, or how we need to be, what doctrines we need to adhere to, and then maybe a combination of the two of how to believe and also how to act. And if that's done in a certain way, then you'll have entrance into heaven. Different religions proclaim exclusivity to heaven. In other words, you can only get entrance into heaven if you are a member of this particular religion or you do these particular things, you know these certain doctrines. Uh, And then also hell, that's the same thing. It's a future place that we can go to. 
Um, well, hopefully we don't want to go to, but, um, you know, I, I guess this would be the destination for some people who didn't get, get into heaven. I don't really think there's a middle ground between the two. There isn't a, from what I know, a um, maybe earth is the middle ground, but when you uh, get to the afterlife, it's either heaven or hell. What I would like to propose is that these concepts apply to the here and now. Heaven and hell are not a future de destination, but something we can experience in the everyday. In fact, I would say that uh, acting now in, in storing up good works, um, suffering, Whatever it is that we are doing to hold out for a future, is it's really not that great of a motivation. There's really a better way to go about it, um, you know, to um, you know to put all of my energy towards a future instead of lit, putting that energy into the present moment is in fact taking me out of the present moment. It's taking me away from reality. So what I, what I would propose is that heaven can be experienced here and now. And, and hell is also experienced here and now. And, and I would say that we've all, we've all experienced that. We've all experienced a part of heaven, a part of hell, um, you know, over, you know, years possibly, over days, and maybe even, um, you know, part of a day can be heaven and part of a day can be hell. So, um, so what is that, and, and and what does that look like? You know, how how do we make that more tangible, and uh, and, and really help us in our everyday lives? Well, you know, heaven really is being aware, it's being aware of your true essence, of being aware of, of who you really are. And who you really are is spirit. Um, you know, and that's not even taking it far enough. And who you really are is the observer of your thoughts, emotions, and feelings. Um, and, you know, your senses, your everyday senses. That, um, and in even taking it Further, is that we are really the container for these things, and and also are these things that um, we, uh, you know, we try to disidentify from our thoughts, and yes, that is true. Um, trying to take our mind out of our, or taking our, our you know, our observation, of, um, you know, I guess identifying with the observer. Um, is a is a you know a good step in the right direction however also realizing that what the observer is observing is also us it's the, we, we are the container and also everything inside the container and that's really coming to that realization and then living that out is heaven and, and why is that heaven that is heaven because we then have true freedom we have freedom 
to do what we want, what we truly desire. Um, as we learn to observe our thoughts, emotions, and senses, we we are then um, realizing that you know we are all of these things, um, and so we don't identify with our our ego, which is um, our mind, our thoughts, these accumulated thoughts that it's your story, um, who you are, what you you know, which would be essentially. Um, you know, the story of who you are is what you do, what you've accomplished in life. Um, maybe, you know, how you're feeling that day or if you're sick or not. How many kids you have, what your favorite hobbies are. You know, these are things that we are. A story is how we identify um, who we are. However, who we are is actually much more than that. It, it definitely contains, the, the story is contained in who we are. Um, but we are all these other things as well, and um, and also the simultaneously the observer um, of these things. So, in in taking the identification away from you know this smaller little aspect of ourself, what we've done then is we freed ourselves from attachment to that. Uh, we are no longer attached to the outcome of things because we are in the present moment. Um, you know, the past and future are mental constructs. So these are also things that we tend to identify with. You know, and the ego tries to pull in as, as um, you know, real. However, all of these things are taking us out of the present moment. So heaven is simply quieting the mind. Um, and what happens at that point is your our heart then um, begins to open. Uh, you know, it's not going to happen all at once, uh, but it is a gradual process of the opening of the heart. And in fact, it's not something we can pace, is what I would like to say. Uh, that the heart opens on its own accord and it's, it's even more accurate to say that your heart is already open. You know, that you, you your heart is already open wide. It's, it's realizing that. And it's also true to say that we are already free from our thoughts, emotions, and senses. It's the realization of that. Realizing that we are free. That we are not controlled by it. Um, it's only when we think we are controlled by these things that we are controlled by them. Um, and when we um, put energy into that, you know, concept that we are our thoughts, or we are our emotions, or we are our story, um, that that's when it becomes true. Once we realize this, once we move really into open awareness, there is then true freedom. We experience that freedom um, that it's really up to us. You know, I'm not bound by my past. I am not bound by anything besides what my heart wants to do. 
So, you know, think about this, like whatever your dream is, whatever your wildest imagination can come up with is what you can do in this present moment. You can make those dreams a reality. And we can take it away from, take these uh, future projections away and bring them into the present moment. And that is heaven. So also, hell would then be the failure to realize this. Would be being a slave to our desires and to our cravings. Because uh, really, it's uh, as soon as we are attached to anything that is not us, and what I mean, what I mean by that would be, uh, we are attached to anything that is, you know, within our container, uh, within our uh, awareness. You know, we realize that these things are part of us, but they are not us. But as soon as we think they are us, or we hold on to these things, you know, life is fluid, life is moving uh, like a river. Uh, if we try to hold on to these things in our awareness and do not let them go, we are attached to those. Um, and that is hell. And what happens when we are attached to things? Well, um, well, first of all, let me talk a little bit about uh, desire and attachment. In this present moment, there are no desires, right? Because we are completely aware. We are completely present. Um, a desire by definition, is going to be something in the future. It is something that is not in this present moment. So if I'm desiring something, it's taking me away from this present moment. Is it, you know, is it okay to, you know, have goals, to have, you know, um, things that, you know, we wish for, we dream for? Of course. You know, I... I just think these things need to be um, managed within the proper context of our lives. That a, you know, for instance, if I, if I would like a new car, you know, I, you know, I put it out to the universe that I would like a new car. However, I'm not attached to the outcome. If I get a car or I don't get a car, um, you know, I resign that as the as the fate of the universe, the will of the universe. I'm gonna let that let the river flow through me, and if that particular um, thing materializes, then I'm, of course I'm gonna I'm gonna latch onto that. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna you know buy that car or get that car um, if it's if it is within my awareness. Um, However, you know, however, it is a tricky thing, and it is, you know, it is also paradoxical, because, um, you know, at one, at, at, at one point we are in, in the present moment, and and not desiring things. However, we also have things we wish to have in the future. So, um, you know, in for instance, um, you know, I wish to have 
money to be able to pay my rent in the future, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, it's just keeping it in the correct context. And, um, you know, and I would just say that really it's a, um, it's coming to that awareness that what we are desiring or what we are seeking is wholeness. You know, it is our, our spiritual side, which is, um, which includes wholeness. Um, it's the embrace of this present moment. If it's a positive or negative experience, a, a happy or sad emotion or anything in between is embracing that. That's what we're seeking. That's what we're desiring. If we turn that desire in on, in on itself, then what we find is that, um, it's, um, it basically quenches itself because then we are fulfilling our true desire. And also non-attachment to outcome basically just means that, um, we, whatever happens, we don't really mind because we just, um, go ahead and, um, you know, if we, if this particular, you know, goal that we have manifests itself in our lives, um, you know, we're, we're of course going to be happy about that. However, we're not going to be attached to the outcome. It, you know, it's really, it's, um, coming to terms with that. It's, embracing the reality that whatever happens, happens, and, and I will accept that. Um, and if we are truly present in this moment, we, were, we will naturally uh, be that way. Okay, so the reason why, you know, so that's a paradox between desire and, or the uh, relation between desire and attachment, and it's a very um, complicated area, um, you know, some paradoxes in there as well. So, um, pretty tricky to talk about. Um, okay. So what happens if we are attached and we are ruled by our desires? That brings us into the world of material form. It brings us into the world of form and it, it keeps us there. The reason why this is not a good thing is that in the world of form, we have duality. Uh, for every positive, emo positive emotion, there's an associated negative emotion. This is also why it's, it's good to not even be attached to you know, positive things, to get too attached to it, because we are guaranteed just by living in this world um, and I'm talking, when I'm talking about form, I'm talking about physical things, things you can touch, um, things that you can, you know, people, that sort of thing as well. So if we are attached to, or ruled by our desires, or attached to um, objects, um, you know, form, we are guaranteed to ride this wave of duality. In this and that's suffering. You know, suffering is 
living in duality and in, in not even knowing it to to craving and desiring this positive result this happiness uh, this love that we're searching for in duality uh, and the very design of duality is such that we are guaranteed to experience suffering and we will in fact experience that suffering until we have suffered enough that we we, we wake up we realize that this is a hamster wheel that we're running in and there is no way to get out of it, it, it unless we rise above it we transcend it and that's what I believe awakening is all about it's um, it's a process it's something that's um, is not a an on off switch but a process of of self-realization um, so you know we can so suffering is not a good thing we we want to we don't want to be in duality we want to get out of this You know, we don't want to be attached to objects and the, and the things and the people. Um, and, uh, you know, the, um, the end result is if we do this, that's living in hell. It, you know, it's living in our own hell. I'll throw in something else as well, which to me is a, you know, just a, a hallmark of, of living in hell. And, and I, I know this because I, I've lived there for many years and as well as something that I can go into, I can easily, easily, um, go into this place is, um, getting stuck in your head, being ruled by your mind. When our mind rules our lives, which is how I define ego or, you know, that our collective thoughts that we're thinking that that we think we are the mind and the mind the tail wags a dog what's going to happen is we are living in hell i mean that's that's the worst sort of hell and this all this um goes hand in hand um, the desire and the uh, attachment to outcome and being ruled by the mind these are all manifestations of the same root issue which is you know identification with any part of our awareness um, and, and not realizing that we are in fact a spirit um, that in our true Our, our true who we are encompasses all of these things it encompasses our thoughts emotions feelings and our spirit we are it's a, it's a holistic um, view of ourselves it's a getting to a whole and complete version of ourselves um, embracing both, both the positive and the negative through being present in this present moment um, so um yeah, if we if we aren't doing that, 
we are going to be living, we're going to be suffering. Um, and, you know, being attached to the mind, being ruled by the mind is no way to live. It's a, it's a downward spiral. And in fact, it can go a couple different ways. Um, the way that I've experienced it, and I think the way that most people will experience it, is that the mind tends to be very negative and tends to be to latch on to um, criticism and, and shame and, and want to uh, get us stuck in this endless cycle. Um, so this would be a topic for something for another time, but, um, you know, just the, uh, the experience of, of being ruled by the mind and then how to break free of that. Um, and, uh, and, and what it feels like to be free of that. Um, yeah, so, uh, so basically, yeah, the mind, you know, if, if it is ruling things, um, well, the other part of this I was going to say is that if by some, you know, chance we tend to be a positive person and have just positive thoughts, you know, the mind can also run with that. And, and if, if we're ruled by the mind, then even, uh, positivity can, you know, fuel the ego and, um, can you know, try to amass power and wealth, and, you know, maybe have fun in the process, but there's going to be suffering. There's going to be suffering in even that case, um, you know, because the very nature of this world is things come and go, um, things age, they get destroyed. Um, there's a the very nature of this world is impermanence. Um, the only, the paradox is that the only permanent thing is our spirit, our, uh, which is the container for these experiences. That is the only permanent thing. And once we can get to that place, once we can realize that and transcend this world, that's the end of suffering. So that is, which is, you know, heaven. Uh, so that is my definition of heaven and hell, and, and um, really a, a more practical, useful, in my opinion, more useful way to, to look at heaven and hell. That's, of course, up to you if you religious tradition, if, uh, if you're going to hold on to a future heaven or future hell, that's, that's fine too, but these ideas can still transform your everyday experience and take these concepts and make them more practical in your everyday life. Thank you very much for listening to the Higher Truths Podcast. I'm Tim Wilson. Feel free to check out my blog at http dot blogspot.com and from there I have links to more podcasts as well as articles there's links to a Facebook page that I update with quotes every day so feel free to check that out thank you so much for listening and until next time 
I will talk to you then. Bye.